This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. It's time for Gary Zimmerman to join us with financial updates. And Gary, the Financial Reserve is back in the news. Can you tell us what the Fed's chairman said about inflation and interest rates? I believe in their, they had a meeting last week. Well, uh, Chair Powell of the Fed uh, is paraphrased as saying that the Fed is watching for clear and convincing signs of inflation fading. Um, and he said the central bank is prepared to raise rates more quickly and higher if price pressures fail to, to fade. So um, Powell and his colleagues at the Federal Reserve's Policymaking Committee have a very serious challenge ahead. The Fed has been given two monetary policy goals by Congress and president. And, you know, those two goals are full employment, probably around a 4% unemployment rate today, and a low and stable inflation rate. And, the, you know, the Fed has set that goal at an average inflation rate of around 2%, like most other central banks have. Okay, Gary, um, how close is the Federal Reserve to hitting both of those goals? Well, I think it's uh, baseball speak, we would say one hit and one miss. The labor markets have added back about 21 million of the 22 million jobs were lost during the short but severe COVID recession in 2020. And today's labor markets are tight. Job losses are at very low levels. And the unemployment rate down is, is down to 3.6%. So the, you know, the Fed is definitely on track with their full employment goal. However, as everyone who has bought food, gas, paid rent, bought a used car knows, uh, inflation is far above the Fed's average 2% inflation goal. And depending on which measure you look at, it might be three or four times the Fed's goal. Okay, Gary, how do economists measure inflation and what inflation indicators do you, do you follow? Well, the inflation numbers we want to look at are measures of the overall level of uh, or price level for a basket of goods and services that Americans normally consume. So, you know, the higher inflation rates are, the more it costs us to buy that same basket of goods and services that, you know, that we purchased last year. So, you know, if there's this high inflation, it means we've lost purchasing power. And I regularly follow the Personal Consumption Expenditure Price Index, or PCE. It looks at the overall cost of a basket of consumer purchases. Um, it estimates changes in the price of consumer goods and services uh, or the overall change in the price level over a period. Uh, you can also, and I, I do look at the Consumer Price Index and the Gross Domestic Product Deflator. Those are also important and frequently used measures of overall inflation in the economy. Okay, then how just how fast is inflation rising overall? And are there any indications that the inflation rate is peaking or maybe starting to slow down? Well, the Fed prefers and sets its average 2% inflation goal uh, based on the personal consumption expenditure per expenditure price index. And that one is running at over a 6% annual rate over the past 12 months or you know about three times the Fed's goal. Uh, the consumer price index or CPI measure of inflation has risen at over an 8% annual rate over the past 12 months, you know, four times the Fed's goal. So, you know, it's clear that the Fed has a big challenge to start lowering the inflation rate in the year ahead and to bring inflation down towards the Fed's 2% goal. But, you know, they also have to do that without or trying to do that without causing a recession where the economy actually produces and consumes less and the unemployment rate rises. Boy, complicated stuff, Gary. But how did today's inflation rates compare with, say, the 1970s inflation? 
Yeah, the high inflation rates today are, you know, are certainly high after years of very low inflation, uh, but they're still low compared to inflation in the late 1970. In 1980, the consumer price index peaked at nearly 15 percent, and the price personal consumption expenditure index climbed up to nearly 11 percent. So, you know, the inflation rate in 2022 is the fastest since the late 1970s, early 1980s, uh, but it's still well below you know, what it was 40 years ago. Okay, Gary, uh, let's follow up on the inflation question. Uh, what are some factors that have caused inflation to soar in the aftermath of COVID? Just what's causing it? Well, the overall inflation rates are being driven by several factors, and some of them are related, of course. At the top of my list would be the disruptions to the economy caused by COVID, COVID suppression, the, you know, and then, then you get the COVID recession, the supply chain disruptions, um, households have shifted or reduced their spending at restaurants, uh, on travel and other services and increased their uh, purchases of manufactured goods. And that, you know, that caused a shortage of manufactured goods and driven up their prices and the overall price level. So a lot, lots of things going on there. Do you see any reason why the Fed was surprised that inflation hasn't fallen back under 2% after the worst of the COVID pandemic has passed? Well, the Fed and many economists expected inflation to level off and begin to fall as the economy recovered. But then, you know, in 2022, you add in other inflation shocks, forces that are pushing up inflation rates all over the globe. And that would include the war in Ukraine, the sanctions on Russia that followed the invasion. You know, those are both continuing to disrupt the global economy and will drive up energy and, and food prices and, and inflation. You know, there was another round of COVID. There were lockdowns in China again um, related to COVID. And these, these are factors that are, again, continuing to create shortages and driving up the overall price level or inflation rates. Um, you also had, a, you know, trillions of dollars in federal government spending packages that were designed to support workers, families, maintain their consumption spending and the economy and to support programs that uh, help the business sector to boost investment spending and, you know, stabilize that part of the economy, you know, and they may be contributing to inflation um, as a recent uh, Fed article noted. However, the, uh, it's also important to emphasize that the spending was critical to the relatively rapid recovery of the economy from the and the labor markets from the 2020 recession. So without the government spending, it's likely the economy would still be slowly rebounding from from the severe COVID recession. You know, and just consider that the unemployment rate has fallen from almost 15 percent of the labor force two years ago after COVID hit, you know, down to full employment level today uh, in March and April of 2022. So. So it may be that something that was good for one thing Challenge. was not good for the other. Complicated stuff here. Yes, yes, yeah. and that's a that's an issue when you have issue when you have trying to do two important things at the same time. Um, there well, may be some trade offs there. Well, what should we be expecting going forward for the rest of this year uh, for interest rates, the economy, and inflation? Uh, do you see things improving? Well, we know that the short-term interest rates are going to be higher as the Fed raises its overnight interest rate target. And the Fed is, you know, expecting that, you know, interest rates are going to rise in general as it does that and um, through 2022. And we'll probably see those short-term rates move up to at least the 2.5% range um, based on what Chairman Powell and others have said. Um, and that will slow higher interest rates, will slow spending on durable consumer goods that require financing, and it will 
slow spending on investment spending and you know slow the economy as well and the the big question is how much you know slowing will there be and you know fortunately we still have a strong labor markets and relatively robust overall household financial positions and spending you know that can help sustain the recovery even with you know higher interest rates so you know inflation will i think likely peak and maybe fall a little bit depending on some high risk factors like you know additional covid waves continued how long does the war continue and the sanctions in europe continue um, that will continue to keep upward pressure on energy and food prices um, so that's you know that's an issue uh, going forward and then you know and then you know for the fed it's a real challenge um, you know that in this situation you know monetary policy can slow inflation uh, but it also could cause a recession and um if monetary policy, you know, aims to you know, maintain the expansion, you know, that could you know, allow inflation to continue at higher than they they would like to see it. So it's a it's a challenge for policymakers today. Okay, Gary. Well, it's a lot of information for folks out there, and I thank you so much for keeping us up to date. It's a big it's a big thing. It's affecting our lives, that's for sure. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Gary. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.